dude. He did and that. There we go. Hey, that was a good run through. That was, that was, that was, good. That was really good. good. Really good. Yeah, that was <laughs> we did really well. I was like, I wanted like to add. Oh, right, I'm so okay. Out let's, of okay. So, let's, so okay, let's go. Ready? Back. Just yeah. quiet and I'll. Yeah, I want to. I want to redo it. I do have, like, we should go back. We want to try all that do and inspire me like their work. Yeah. So we can talk about that. Okay. So ready? We're just gonna do two seconds of silence and I'll introduce. Hello and welcome to the Gold Collective Podcast. My name is Antonio Irizarry. My name is Adam Frizzell. Hi, I'm Maddie Egan. David Irizarry. Craig Kavanaugh. Okay, and today we're going to be talking about movies, everything in between, the Gold Collective, how we approach art, and the art that has really made an impact on us. Um, we all are in different mediums. I find myself often um, going towards filmmaking and writing, sometimes photography, but I can get a little, uh, I feel like confined in there, just in the still image. Um, but yeah. Adam, if everyone just wants to go around, I guess, and we'll real quick just say our mediums and then we can get into the um, influences we've had. Sure. Cool. Yeah. I primarily work with stills, photo, photography, um, film, digital, have no preference. And I am very interested in doing more uh, video work and music and a whole bunch of stuff, but primarily photo. Oh, right, okay, um, <laughs> I don't know, uh, mostly, I'm into writing, mostly, like, poetry and stuff, um, but I also really like, uh, photography as well, mostly film, um, but I'm trying to expand into, like, everything, I'm trying to just get, because I like it all, it's just the comfortability, and, like, thinking, can you do it, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. so. Absolutely. Um, I <clears throat> do a lot of photography, um, that's my, my main focus, I have not been active in that, but that is my main medium. Um, I want to do videos and all of that stuff uh, with Tone because Tone is like crazy smart. So I want to I, I want to learn the ways. Um, but yeah, also uh, side note, I think that everyone to some degree, we're all kind of photographers because we ha we all have our phones, we all have our iPhones, and we're mm -hmm. all taking pictures, we're posting, and whether it be Snapchats or it blah looks like blah. Looks like your mic's about to fall off. Really? Yeah. Which way? Like, can you just push it onto the table and tighten it? Yeah. Because like, yeah. Um, it's lefty on, lefty, t lefty tidy. There we go. It's back. Lefty tidy. Yeah, it's <laughs> <that's> weird. <laughs> Craig, it's all you know? <coughs> Backwards. Um, mostly just music. Um, to counter what David just said, I'm not a photographer at all. <laughs> I don't, I don't look at things and say, oh, I think I want to take a picture of that. Oh, like, for whatever reason, I just never... That's true. Never felt that. Yeah. yeah, Craig is. And Craig is. Some people are visual. A yeah, little, a little bit off, off of that. I think of the norm of. Craig's weird. People with iPhones. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, no. like you don't, you, you don't, don't yeah. aren't taking pictures, just to take pictures. Like I know that we all like use our phones just to like, snap something real quick. But you like, you like take pictures, but not. Yeah, in the same not artistic regard. Not yeah. the you're not thinking about the aesthetic. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Like yeah. it resonates. Right. With I you. might take one occasionally, because it's yeah, funny. It's cool. Send a, really send a funny snap here and there. Yeah. yeah. Um, talking about what you just said about uh, everyone having a camera. What does that mean about like photography now? How do we define photography since everyone is, has access to it? Like, should we expand the definition or should there be a more? I think um, a clear. I think a lot of people would like there to be a clear distinction between what. A photographer is and who who can be a photographer um, but I think it's it's super important because you know you have you have the ability to take pictures like I don't know my m I have an iPhone 10 
and it's fucking sweet. Wow, no, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the camera is crazy. Like yeah, I don't know, like no, it's definitely on like an iPhone four, like it wasn't the same. But like the more they expand, like all of our cameras on our phones are like I don't even I don't know how many megapixels there, but they're like good quality and like yeah, I think twelve, it, I think yeah, and it's like it's awesome. I think that's really important because like if you like you have to start somewhere in a lot of like I think like a, like this generate not this generation. Our generation is was like born before technology came up. So this next generation that is coming up, the younger ones, have all been born into it. Yeah. So they all have it. So this is like their way of finding what they're going to be doing. And if if they use their phone and they're like, oh, I love taking pictures, but I like I want to take it to the next step. They have they started somewhere and they can move up to getting a, like a DSLR or whatever they want to do and yeah. they have that stepping stone. So I think it's important. There is like a lot of oversaturation like we've talked about in that field. And there will I, always be a place though, like you like yeah. you said, for that high-end uh, photography, even if like the I mean, iPhone photography, so close. Yeah. But still I feel like people will want that dedicated machine to put, them, put themselves apart. Like people just, uh, professionals don't use this consumer stuff and... I think there's still that image of using professional gear and you're professional. Yeah. And I think it's like, I mean, one thing that like, that sticks out to me just because like I've, Tony has shown me videos and like Casey Neistat, like the way he uses his, he uses his phones, but he also uses gear. Like he has gear that is like, is better than his phones and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he, but he still uses his phones to like record vlogs or blah, blah, blah. Like there's nothing wrong with doing that. Like if you can, if yeah, you have like a medium to do it. Like if you can do it, you should, you should be creating like there's no one should be stopping you from, from doing it. And just because you're a quote unquote iPhone photographer, like that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. Like iPhone photography in like meshed with, Instagram. Yeah. That's like why we have this like saturation. Right. Yeah. And like why like and but granted like a lot of people who started out as iPhone photographers are now like professionally like right. recognized photographers. Right. And so that would never be a thing. Yeah. Without yeah. Without it's it. just so a like, platform to yeah, build on. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. And, and like people either expand or like I know people who still only shoot like with their iPhones. So and like it's still great work. Um, yeah, so some like high. food bloggers do that. What were you gonna say? Uh, yeah. I find that like I don't know, a lot of people are just like making fun of iPhone mm-hmm. photographers and stuff, and like, oh, any like any girl who gets an iPhone and a Visco is suddenly right. a photographer. Yeah. But it's like I think that's so like not conducive to creativity, and like it's very clear that people are just like threatened because why n- right. why not? Exactly. Just also, sexism in someone. photography, which is very big. Yeah, yeah. Huge male. Thing. Huge. Don't don't get me started. Jesus. Um, but yeah, no. Don't get you uh, started. <laughs> talk about it. But yeah, no, I don't know. I just think it's like just foolish because we anybody really can be a photographer if it's like it. It's just in you. You can do whatever mm-hmm. you want, and yeah. like that's what stopped me for a long time, like from doing like so many different forms of art. Is like, oh well, I'm not a photographer, or I'm not a painter, or like mm-hmm. yeah. you need like you think you need these qualifications to be like the label but like just do whatever you not want. the gold collective baby no, no. Yeah. Never, gold collective. Never, never. i just got a phone call from the collection bureau from i owe money oh wow i have to pay same retweet that. same retweet retweet <laughs> we're all in debt let's get it yeah, yeah. please nice. uh, give us money please um us. so now that we all know our mediums how about we talk about what has influenced us um we t- i know that we <laughs> <laughs> this painting in particular no. oh. Craig 
Craig, stop moving. Dude. Stop moving, dude. Go on, go on, go on. I know that we spoke <laughs> about how um, we have difficulty appreciating other people's art without um, copying it. I know that a big part of art is taking other things and reshaping them and mm-hmm. making it your own. But we all have that kind of innate fear of taking someone's yeah. taking someone's like essence because that's like their that's mm-hmm. what they put themselves into that. I know that. Even though when you put when you put your art out, it kind of becomes part of the ether and it's not really yours anymore. But yeah. we all have that fear internet. of copying exactly. And so, I, like I said, I uh, come back to scenes and moments and stuff. And so I just like wrote down a couple movies that I remember interested me. And they're not giant movies that have shaped me, but they're just movies that I've really enjoyed. So I'm just gonna go through them. And if you um, hear any that you remember or have seen, just fuck up. let me know. <laughs> uh, the Green Mile. That was a good Green Mile. Yeah. Love me that Green Mile. So sad with Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah. Love you, Tom Hanks. What part do you bring your back? Tom Hanks. Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks and uh, Duncan in the, um, yeah, talking in the cell when they're about to go to yes. the execution. That's heavy. That's heavy. And he's like, That's asking me like, what do you want me to do? Fucked up. And he's just like, let me die. <laughs> it's like so sad. I want to throw um, up every time I see that. But then I know about that movie is there's a mouse named Mr. Bojangles. Yeah. That's all I know. Never seen that movie. But I love the name. That's crazy. Sam Rockwell is one of the. Um, prisoners, and he's in the other movie I've talked about, uh, Seven Psychopaths. Sh- I don't think I've even seen it. I don't. No. I don't know if you've seen In Bruges either. In, it's no. the same person who wrote that, but it's just this like dark comedy, and he plays this um, really crazy guy. And he's just an amazing actor, and he recently he's, got a Golden Globe. He's um, a really good actor yeah. for his uh, movie Three Billboards. In the movie Three Billboards, but Three Billboards by the same director. <coughs> um, and then okay, so cliche Citizen Kane. Ever seen it? No, no, it's, it's, <coughs> what, is what is that? What is that one? It's Orson Welles. Oh no, I haven't. It's, well, no. there is something. Uh, it's like largely considered the best the movie, but it's just talking about yeah. friends or friends. When they're exactly. Talking about when like, have you seen Citizen Kane? Her her favorite movie is like National Lampoon or something or no. what, oh, is no, what is it? Animal it's House? A, no. No. Hold on, give me a second. It's um. Shit. It's that. It is a National Lampoon one, but what is, is it? it? Christmas Vacation? No. I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna move closer. Yeah, dude. Um, Wait, you, like, anyway, you get the so <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the movies. Um, the Third Man, also with Orson Welles, is an older movie. I showed David a clip of it. With it's pretty cool. It's ma- I just it's love Orson Welles. He was so he was tw- I think 24 or 26 when he directed um, Citizen Kane, which was his first movie and is widely considered the best movie um, of his uh, career. Oh. And it's just it's amazing if you watch it. And it's really surprisingly timeless um back to the future just really enjoyed the flick yeah yeah one of the most quotable movies right and it's just so comforting to be part of it because there's not a big like there's nothing that really goes bad 1.21 gigawatts (laughs) (laughs) and they like everyone gets what's due to them it's really nice i like that one yeah um then a small one about time with donald gleason and Rachel uh, McAdams. Mm. It was this um, con- it <laughs> Thank He's you. putting his hand down. Uh, he wrote, he wrote in little letters, Citizen Kane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, I heard it was never a great movie. Heard, never heard of that one. Um, <laughs> About Time is with uh, Donald Gleason and Rachel McAdams. It's this romantic comedy where his family, Donald Gleason's family, has this ability to go back in time. And so he just needs to like go into a closet or be alone and just like clench his fist. Don't and he can concentrate and go back in time. <laughs> Wow. And so it's basically this That's romance cool. where he finds this person, he goes back in time, he can't meet her, so he like he kind of 
fudges with things so he can finally meet her. Yeah, yeah. And he goes with her, and then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then he like fixes, he's like fixing st- fixing stuff. And then one time, I'm just gonna spoil it. One time he yeah. goes, or, um, they have a child, and he goes back in time before his child was born. And when he comes it? back, it was a different sperm that reached her, so it was a male. Or it was a girl. Oh. So he had a daughter, oh. and so he like decided never to go back. And then his never to go back past when his um, <coughs> daughter was born. And so then his father, who's like, it's actually a really father-son movie, yeah. less than a romance between um, Rachel McAdams and Donald Gleason. But they have this relationship where he, the father starts to die and he like tells him like, like you can't go, he can't, because he was smoking his cancer. And it's like, you can't go back before your daughter was born or you'll change it again. Oh. And so he has wow. to let him die. And then, so what he decides to do that is, is fucked. The, like the ending scene is that he goes, he goes back in time, um, I think before, no, not his daughter was already born, but he goes back in time to talk to his dad to like play ping pong with him, and he like his dad like sees him. He's like, oh, it's like this is your last time coming to me, because he like he has power too, so like he knows that. Oh, and, the, and then they decide together dies. to go back one more time, and so they go back way farther, and they go back when um, the father was younger, and when like when Donald Gleason was a little kid, and they walk on the beach, and they just like spend time together. Before I he just dies. got the chills. I'm gonna. It's kill an, myself. it's a really oh good God. movie. It didn't get a lot of attention, but I liked it a lot. Really? Um, I, re- I remember. I thought it yeah. was a good amount of, like, promo for it. And, like, yeah. I saw I mean, rom-coms trailers. don't, like, go far besides their theater stay, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dr. Strangelove. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. <laughs> I've been wanting to see that Craig, movie forever. Uh, no, Craig, you'd really like it, I, I think. know I would. It's Dr. Strangelove and How I Learned to Stop to stop Hating the Bomb and Love It. How or I Met Your how, Mother. How I Learned to Love the Bomb. To, and it's about love this. Love the Bomb. It basically takes place in the war room. And the president is talking it. with uh, the Russian prime it, minister. It's basically, like, it's like the uh, Cuban like Missile Crisis. Yeah. Right? So, well, so this this general basically goes crazy, and he starts attacking Russia. And so the president basically just like what, uh, clean up there, and there's like some stuff at the base, and then there's never stuff in Russia. They're just talking on the phone. It's just it's by Stanley Kubrick, and it's oh, nice. very very nice. Also, on Stanley Kubrick, I was telling David about this earlier. Um, Stanley Kubrick made. Uh, a bunch of movies that were super he's a perfectionist and he really interesting. like repeated all these takes and stuff and he needed all this time so he needed the gear and he needed to minimize costs so he bought cameras and he bought a lot of gear and one of the things he bought was for his movie Barry Lyndon he had these NASA uh, lenses that were 0.7 aperture and he uh, modded I know yeah right isn't that <laughs> that's ridiculous okay. he, he modded um, out a film camera to put it on and it was the only one of the kind he had to get an engineer to customize it for him personally I remember and the body was like all different. It it's like gi- it's ginormous. Yeah. Um, and it can capture basically the entire movie. Bear Lyndon is shot by candlelight and by natural light. And if you look at That's any beautiful. pictures of it, That's if you look it up now, it lo- every single it scene like looks like a painting yeah, because the depth wow. is so thin that actors need to learn how to move laterally to the camera instead of moving. Ooh. Yeah. Because they, they would have the, been out yeah, of focus. There's no way to keep exactly. It's so razor thin. That's ridiculous. So yeah, just so. Just talking about how amazing Stanley Kubrick is, but um, uh, just because Dad was watched these all the time, Rocky. <laughs> oh my like, goodness! We watch yeah. Rocky all the time. Rocky like, one, legitimately good movie. Yeah, I mean, like I Dads do love genuinely Rocky. like them. They're like a, it's they're like the essential. It's like it's like yeah, 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 yeah. And Rocky one's like a legitimately good indie movie about like trouble yeah. and like just yeah. like, hardship yeah, and stuff. No, and then. I just like four, even though it's over the top with the with uh, Drago. <laughs> I love yeah. that. That's yeah. so good. That's yeah, so yeah. This is a dope fight. That, like, <laughs> Apollo Creed. Those are exactly all... Apollo Creed. Yeah. But there's then some, there's going some on redemption for Apollo. Going on. Yeah. Who's seen Creed? 
Oh, I haven't seen it Creed yet. Creed is amazing. Directed really? by yeah. Um Michael Ro- Rocky's in it, right? Yeah. yeah. He uh so it's Michael B. Jordan I won't plays see Creed's it if he's son, not. Adonis. <laughs> he plays the son of Adonis and um the uh director is um Ryan Coogler. He directed Fruitvale Station. I don't know if you've ever seen yep. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing director also, and he's directing the new Black Panther movie. Um cool. and it was just Yeah. Amazing the amazing like uh re- retread but also just completely new the music was just bombastic and bombastic. just fills your heart it's great cool. um going back to comedies zoolander <laughs> yeah that's a good one yeah, yeah. Good like one. probably yeah. Us, right what is this a center for ants when <laughs> <laughs> he has the mo- it's just a model he's like, exactly. how am i gonna fit everyone in there <laughs> uh ghostbusters yeah, movie yeah. about nothing basically, but just <laughs> no. It's about ghosts and busting ghosts. <laughs> but like, if you watch it, like their actions have very little consequence, and they're kind of just like going through the scenes and stuff. And yeah. it's, but it's so enjoyable because all the actors are just top notch actors. Mm-hmm. Also, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think second largest uh, movie monster in history. Really? Incredible. Like what technically to scale. Uh, I don't know first, if it's maybe? technically to scale. What? How big was it? Well, because when you look at the movie compared like, to like buildings. So, so no one can make one bigger. We should do it. We should get we the should. first. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we just need to make something huge, small, really small, and then like a make a miniature, <laughs> possibly. Cool. Um, uh, the show or no, sorry, movie Wet Hot American Summer. And I haven't. So yes, yeah. yeah. that is really seasons. good yeah. because it's I like. Very good. I've been told good things and I've heard that it's trash. So uh-huh. I think it's I think like that's the general yeah. consensus is people I mean, hate I mean, it or love it. The okay. name of it makes me not want to watch it. <laughs> it, it has like wet hot. <laughs> it's like wet every famous American. actor before they were famous. It's like Bradley Cooper. It's really interesting. Um, I like I was Aiden confused because yeah. I thought it Adam was like Scott, Aiden Kohler. I thought they just huh. record like they just filmed it like they were younger but they actually exactly. were younger well they were younger for that first one and yeah they yeah because yeah. they did two new netflix seasons right. the first netflix um, reboot season is really good i watched the second one it's i think it's not as good it has moments though where it's like the comedy just shines through and they have a really unique sense of humor yeah mm-hmm. uh, moving on to tv shows again is angie tribeca and no no That's Rashida nope. Jones, right? yes it yeah. is <laughs> and it's basically the naked gun and uh, it's oh, like beautiful. literally oh, yeah. the only mo- only piece of media really that has been able to capture the same thing as a naked gun and not sound like just look like ridiculous, ridiculous yeah. it's surprisingly funny Truman Show oh. yes oh, yeah, that's Truman just Show. watched that recently actually so amazing, amazing. That, really, that's a great movie. that was really cool you know what you should that's watch um, Andy and Me it's a documentary yeah, on Netflix that. yeah, yeah. you've seen it no yeah. I haven't seen it but I like it Craig said I saw it on Netflix it's intense Jim Carrey talks about his time as Andy um Kaufman. Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Yeah, Andy Kaufman, when he uh, played him in the movie, and he was like, behind the scenes, he was completely in character, but he was just... He was like, lost it. Or yeah. He was, he, was he was Andy Kaufman. It was two. He was. It was that, and then Frank. Yeah, and the Frank other one. was like, like that an alter ego guy. of Andy Kaufman, that him... But like, he didn't he even play. Co- yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Definitely uh, check it out. It's yeah. like... Super really interesting. Great. He talks about uh, philosophy a lot, really, and mm-hmm. just defining your identity. identity. Yeah. yeah, and like how you see yourself based on others, which is really interesting. Huge. Um, and Huge the music in that, in loved it. Philip Glass, I don't know if you ever... He's no. just this, he's this minimalist uh, composer who has really amazing stuff, and he's done... If you ever listen to his track, it's just mesmerizing. This, he did the Put work, me on his SoundCloud if you would. Truman Show. Okay, okay. I yeah. thought you were talking about um, And, and then... Uh, par- talking about <laughs> a coffin, not the same coffin. Charlie Kaufman's uh, Synecdoche, New York. No clue. 
No. Amazing. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay, I'm gonna explain it. That's my parents. Something. My parents want to know if we want pizza. <laughs> yes. Uh, the yeah. answer is Let's yes. Confirm yes, parents, we, we do want, want pizza. pizza. Confirm for um, sure. Shouts out to the parents. So Thanks. okay, so so next family. to New York <laughs> is this, what the writer and director it was this Charlie Hoffman's first uh, directorial debut, and he, um, basically set out to make an existential horror. Oh, so okay. there's like there's these scenes where it's just, it's the movie's unsettling. It's amazing and it, Philip Seymour Hoffman has an amazing performance and there's like the scene where this woman's <laughs> buying a house and the house is on fire and they're just they don't like Whoa. pay attention to it and they're just like she's like shopping at the house and she's going for sale and she's like it's like I don't know about buying a house like I'm worried about dying in the fire and, and the real estate's like yeah yeah it's a big buying a house is a big investment and it's like they're just treating it normal and like this it's basically about a director who directs a play and it goes on for like 17 years and he's in this giant warehouse that's basically the size of a city and he sets up all these things and there's apartments and everything and each apartment is supposed to be it's supposed to be like a living play where there's actors like thousands of actors That's in here genius. and they're just it's, they're like not on stage or anything they're in actual places but he's yeah. also directing it so there's these moments where he is directing um, actors on what looks like a stage but there's like backgrounds that look like it's not inside mm -hmm. but also it talks about this war going on and it doesn't really matter though it just but it's like and he's a father and he's losing his daughter and it's just amazing. I want to show you a scene from it because um, this actor, he was in Silicon Valley actually and he played um, one of the CEOs. He unfortunately died, um, but he's an amazing actor too. And uh, this scene where the funeral scene where they're talking, it's sort of a context, um, but he play, he has these, he hires actors to, he hires actors to play himself and to play people in the crew. And so it's like, there's like three layers of meta basically. Mm -hmm. And it's, I'm just going to play this scene real quick. Maybe I'll cut it out of the podcast um, and just have you guys have you after. Yeah. But, yeah. So, why don't we just handle it in post? Look out, look out for that. Okay, ready? Craig, come around. I can see it. Begun? Okay. See how it's like, you can see the background, looks yeah, like it's like outside, yeah. but, it's, but they're doing it indoors on the stage. It's just supposed to be like these abstract moments that you just can't explain and they're not meant to be explained. Yeah. I was about to ask what's going on here. Yeah, they're not logical. Just like to say, <clears throat> that's like very, all of that was very relatable. Just like, 
the idea of in like any context yeah no really though mm -hmm. that's, i love how like like it's it's uh, over the top it, it's over the top and like the dialogue is super honest mm -hmm. and not like at, at a funeral it's always like kind of like scripted like yeah, yeah. Like, well this is like a funeral scene in the warehouse too which is interesting yeah and yeah. Like, he's just like speaking some truth about mm -hmm. life and like the like the fragility of it and everything yeah. it's like yeah that's, that's really like cool. and he that's like awesome. he like direct he like asked the director who was playing him who was a woman um to uh like direct this actor and basically so she's like goes up to him and she tells him like what to say and stuff yeah and yeah. a lot of it's like a lot of it's sort of just a way for him to cope with what he's going through and less of an expression of art more just like he's going through things through like through this process yeah. is how he's working things out yeah um but yeah so that's like we all are Really amazing yeah. movie. You should check that one out too. Synecdoche, New York. Um, San, it's yeah, like is off. My teacher pronounced it wrong one time. It when really we funny. post this, we should put like links to like yeah, yeah we can do that. that we are yeah. like just, just IMDb so if you want. See. Yeah. Um, last one that I want to talk about: The Fountain. I don't know if you've ever seen mm -hmm. that. No. Hugh Jackman, Rachel Weisz, I think. Is it her? I don't know. Only you would know. I want to look it up. Just like, but it's about reincarnation, basically, and. It's, I think, one, two, three, three, yeah, three lifetimes, kind of, and this, um, yeah, Rachel Weisz. And so, mm -hmm. and uh, Hugh Jackman's this doctor who's trying to heal, so there, so it starts off with, like, there's this um, conquistador going into this Mayan temple looking for the Tree of Life, and Rachel Weisz plays the queen of, I think, I think Spain, and then Hugh Jackman plays this conquistador, and then he goes in, and then he dies, and then... He comes back and it's it's a he's a doctor he's a neurosurgeon he's working on um, these uh, chimpanzees and stuff and he's trying to find I a love cure. monkeys he's trying we can talk about Planet of the Apes after. I <laughs> would cool. love to we, um, yeah. he try he's trying to cure these cure these monkeys <laughs> of uh, like just different diseases and stuff and then or, well cancer and his uh, wife has cancer and she's dying and he's trying to cure her and he's like Classic. he what he considers and he, a line he says is that death is just another disease it can be cured all the same like all the others. Um, and so Can't like, wait till we figure out that. And so yeah, so like that's what he's trying to do. When you, like you think he has this, he has a sample from the tree of life that he uses, and you think it's gonna work, and then it ends up not working. She dies, Spoiler and alert. but then like it like you don't even <laughs> need to know late. the story really to to like get the impact because then he goes yeah. into this um, circle ship. It's like a uh, basically it's like a clear circle sphere. And there's a tree in it, and he's bald, and he has, um, he's <laughs> and doing these tattoos, <laughs> and so he's going, he's basically, they talk about going to this afterlife, this Mayan idea of afterlife, and they're traveling, he, what he's doing is, he's traveling up there, and so he has a tree with him, and he's talking to it like it's her, really, and, like, when he, like, puts his hand on it, like, the, like, there's, like, little hairs on it that, like, move up to him, like, static, the reaction, and, yeah. and, like, he's, like, he's marking each day with, like, tattoos that he's making, like, how long he's being there, and he's, like, marking a ring around his finger which is throughout all lives i think he has a tattoo of like a ring here and it's just fascinating and, uh, mm. again the music is amazing um so now that i've ranted for a long time about the movies <laughs> and stuff i watch um hannibal stuff too i love that uh yeah, but do you want to talk about planet of the apes or do you want to talk about anything else you guys? i fucking love planet of the which one's your favorite <laughs> of the, i'm assuming of the new ones obviously oh, which one's your favorite ones. All right, run them back to me because I forget. We have they all Rise of the Planet of the Apes, it, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and War for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> War, okay, so Dawn, 
Dawn is the second one. Dawn is the second one. What's the first? Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yes. So that's when... That's the first one with James Franco. Cool. Okay. And then the second one... Where he says, no. That was amazing. That yeah. that still, still to this day, scene. that scene is... Like, because I've seen the, the first movie, like the original, like, Planet of the Apes, um, where, like, the apes, it is the Planet of the Apes, so it's, like, they're in control, like, they have, mm-hmm. spoiler, they have the, um, like, the people as their slaves and stuff, so it's fucking cool because you get to see, like, the beforehand and, like, wh- like what leads up to it. That was awesome. Um, and then when he starts talking, just, like, I don't know Andy what Serkis. it is. There's just something really interesting about monkeys to me mm-hmm. and like i know they're not real but like they're so close to us monkeys yes. aren't real <laughs> are you serious breaking news oh god that should be the title of this podcast monkeys, monkeys are, are real. real no literally you can check clickbait um <laughs> naked monkeys no yeah he discovers monkeys for the first uh, time <laughs> no but like the, i don't know i there's something i think it is like the the how close they are to us that is something that's interesting because like it's like another it's almost they're not aliens because like like they're here, but like <laughs> like no, but like no, but like listen, listen, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like the way the way that like we look at them is like they they're like so similar to us, but they're also below us. So like we study them and like try to figure out like what we share in common with them, mm-hmm. but like we treat them like we we hold them pretty high because exactly. they're like so smart, but we also. Hold, like hold ourselves even higher. So it amplifies the, like the race relations idea that it like has behind it, which is like seeing other people as different. Like yeah. it takes it to another level. Also, have so you seen Bright? No. no. Oh, just like I mean, not terrible, but like as a movie, not as good. Not just like fine as yeah, a the movie. The Will Smith one. Yeah. yeah. But oh, oh, David Ayer is just has this like with the alien idea of like race relations and like ways to depict it. Like the orcs are supposed to be like below black people and Hispanics and like, but like the Hispanics and black people like are kind of on, like, they have, like, a brother kind of feeling. But it's just, it feels so token-y. It's, uh, but what were you going to say, Craig? Oh. Um, so what is it that, like, why is it wow you so much when the monkey talks? I don't know. Well, like, <laughs> that, really like really that, really that moment. Because monkeys okay, don't well, like, talk in real life. Because monkeys don't like intelligence? It's like, the level of intelligence, like, and it's it's what leads up to that. You know, like, the sw- like spoiler alert. Um, he's, he's been, he's locked, like... James Franco brings him to that place and he like is disconnected from James Franco and like he doesn't have his like quote unquote family anymore mm-hmm. so like he's like pissed and he just like he doesn't want to do it so he like sad. because it's wicked sad like it's really sad and they, they just like like torture him and not torture him but like they're they're just shitty to him and it's like just like that moment where he what's it what's what is that he's in Harry Potter what's his name um yeah I know his name. He What's was in his the name Flash in too. Potter. Draco Malfoy. Draco, yeah. So when, yeah, so Drake pull up with Draco. Um, no, when he like goes, he so he has like this. Have you seen it? Yeah, I like yeah. hardly remember, but yeah. yeah. So he has that. He has that like stick that like the electric stick that he's like hitting him with, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like keeps hitting him, and then like he goes to, like hit him one more time, and he just like grabs it. I don't forget exactly. I, I mean, I don't remember what. Do you see no? That's yeah, but he, but he yeah. Scree- no, yeah. yeah, because he, I don't know what he says to him. Tom Felton. Tom Felton, but he yeah. says Tom Felton says something to to the monkey, and he just—it's like something like the classic line, "Get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape." Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Because that's what Charlton Heston said in the oh. original. Ah, uh, yeah. Char- so yeah, so Charlton, Charlton, Charles, Charlton, 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 Charlton. 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 <laughs> but yeah, no, that like he like I don't know like that that impact with with that stick in the like in Caesar's hand when he catches it and like. You can see it, like I don't know. They did a really yeah. good job. So like always, it's manifesting, like, just like all like, stops. Just, yeah, like I don't know. It just it it speaks to me a lot because like 
like, I don't know, like, I feel often like I can't vocalize the things I want to be saying, and it feels a lot like, like that moment. Like invalidated. Yeah, like, like, like mm-hmm. where I feel lower than everyone, and, like, I can't, I can't get it out, but, like, in that moment, he was just, like, he was so fed up with everything that was happening, and he literally, like, it brought him to, like, this, like, new level of, of thinking, and, like, yeah. he, he literally, like, got past that, and, like, n- like real, starts realizing that this is wrong, and, like, says no and like starts fighting back and that's when like it all that's like i don't know like that's well, like, like he always knew it was wrong yeah right? yeah yeah he, always, he couldn't vocalize yeah and exactly say yeah. that mm-hmm. and it kind of you look at it like when another another culture can't vocalize in the way that we do or in the way that has historically happened we think of them as lesser yeah no mm-hmm. absolutely and it's just the vo- it's like it's, it's just an intelligence yeah. we like it's the, the voice same way we treat animals yeah, yeah. we don't value them because they don't we have speak intel- for them. intelligence exactly yeah. exactly yeah. That's no, an interesting it's, it's um, idea talking about, um, I talked about this in my class one time, uh, how do you define primitive? Because um, mm-hmm. what, like, on, on a on the track to ultimate success at the end, you would assume someone at the bottom is primitive, but then you'd have to have a universal end product, which, I mean, people aren't looking for. Like, there's, there's these, yeah. like, cultures in forests and stuff and swamps that have yeah. just maximize their efficiency in those areas and they are not primitive they are extremely advanced for those places they know how to survive they survived for millennia not millennia for like centuries and they know how they know how to use their environment and they're adapting to it and then there's other people like us who need to just bulldoze stuff to make things and like people like someone in my class thought like the ideal that we should strive towards is like a it's like a capitalist uh, like like <laughs> money. Well, yeah, yeah. Well. It was like, weird. It was weird. like money think and stuff. Just being born in a capitalist society. <laughs> being a person. But um, <laughs> I thought it was really interesting that he thought that that was the baseline people yeah. like definition of success. So like that's cr- science, wait. technology, money. That's yeah, the, we like we yeah, talk about that a lot. Um, like I think morals is like no, you, yeah. Like when you like, at a place where everyone's equal and like honestly, I think the future is like this, like s- single gender, s- single yes. like everyone's yes, having sex. Not like <laughs> everybody <laughs> sticks to it. Yeah, it no, but it's like it's, it's like awesome. gender, like gender fluid. Um, yeah. Pansexual, I guess, would be the most broad, right? Yeah. No, so, yeah, that's I, that's really interesting. I think that that's a really good like end goal because we talk about this a lot. Like just the idea that that as a like as people, the human condition is like the mental illness that we all live with mm-hmm. every day. Like we have, we literally have we have so much information like i can go on my phone right now pull up you can ask me a question i can google it and in five seconds like i can know what you're talking about but before that there was there was a lack of information you just you got it from certain sources and it only came from those sources and you had what you had but now anyone can go on a computer grab anything and this this the amount of information and the things that we see and the saturation of just like every outlet that we have is creating such a like like toxic mm-hmm. like mindset because yeah, it's, it's adding it's adding things that we're we're not supposed to be worrying about like we're not supposed to be worrying about what is money like when we were like before like when we were primitive like we yeah. that like where did that come from that we needed currency to live like where where are these things coming that like I if I don't have money I won't be able to like thrive or succeed or anything so like I think that's Industrial pretty interesting revolution. yeah the morals of um older civilizations is really interesting because people think that just our brain chemistry has completely changed that they don't perceive yeah. right and wrong the same we 
the same way we do same because weed. they just <laughs> yeah because <laughs> they're just same not weed, different weed they're like not they're not <laughs> um, <laughs> just like programmed the same way that it's like that and so um, that's really interesting and then there's something called the bicameral mind I'm not sure if you ever heard of it it's really yeah it was they t- they touched on it in it on the uh, show Westworld on HBO but it's this theory basically that uh, postures that um, people in earlier times didn't have they didn't uh, have this like sense of identity because when they heard their conscience and they like thought about themselves and morals and everything they literally thought that was a god because they couldn't pers- they didn't think it was yeah, I think so. like they didn't why else would someone be talking in your mind? Why would there be a thought separate from your own? Yeah, it's some. It's like an external thing, yeah. and so that's, that's how. Crazy. That's maybe like how a yeah, lot of fundamentalism could have occurred if they felt felt so secure. <laughs> if they felt so secure in their yeah. beliefs. Um, but yeah, that's so. That's all I'd say. If you guys want to any topics before we uh, wind up this session. Um, no, I liked what you were talking about before. The uh, like rather than the end goal, like of a perfect society being like that um, consumerism and just like the capitalism, um, just like the idea that, I don't, like, I don't know how you described it, but just like morals the... Morals care for Yeah, morals, yeah. yeah, and just that... Unanimous yeah, understanding. Mm-hmm. Just like the general fluidness of everything and just like y- the mind and like sexuality and everything. Um, I think that's something that we all really want to strive for with this project that we're doing. Um, we want to be able to, to like... I don't know. We don't. We're not putting anyone in a box. We're not saying, "Hey, yeah, yeah it's like very finding everyone their niches." Is what yeah, we said a lot. Yeah, but like Frederick niches. <laughs> <laughs> but no. But I think. But what you said about like the fluidity of it all um, is really important because uh, trying to identify with with certain uh, norms is can become very hard and so boxing. Yeah, it's very it's what very happened? boxing, and we want to take everyone out of their boxes and, and put them in one big box. So yes. <laughs> one big, yeah, no, one but people box, one people box, box really though. And just that message that, uh, everyone is equal. And, and no matter if you're a, like a male or a female or whatever you like, however you identify, whatever your sexuality is like, it's important that you, that, that you know that you're a person that you are valued that, and mm-hmm. like, that's why we're here is to spread that message and to just bring along the art that we, that we are creating the things that come from that. Um, so yeah, that's right. well right. said. Yeah, um, expression is I don't expression, I guess. Yeah. So let's uh, we'll wrap <laughs> up this session. <laughs> Good thing we can uh, thank you for listening in, for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, if you are watching on YouTube, please. Leave if you're watching the video. on YouTube, we have not looked at the camera. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> not a single time. Sorry, but, it, but it's really nice that you're looking over. Totally our forgot you were there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to just uh, leave a like, maybe subscribe to the channel if you could. We will have other videos coming up of the podcast, and we'll have other short films and other projects coming out there. Um, if you're on, if you're watching or listening, sorry, on SoundCloud or iTunes, please subscribe to the podcast and give this session a like. And we'll see you next time. Give us Thank a you. Follow. Bye.